The Daily Huddle is a growing tribe of passionate people who want to uplift humankind through their work and throughout their communities. We invite you to elevate the way you experience life through rich and inspiring conversations with today's thought leaders. Be prepared to challenge your views about leadership, health, money, spirituality, communication, and relationships. Welcome to the Daily Huddle. Good morning, Daily Huddlers. It's Wednesday, the day that we talk everything relationships and communication. And today, Tara and I are going to talk about, are we too angry for joy? We've started a series on joy and we just kind of keep rolling with it because it's got so much good stuff in it. And but there is this place where we can feel angry or bitter or resentful or rageful even, you know? So Tara, why don't you kick us off? Are we too angry for joy? So the timing of this is very interesting. And I'm going to go ahead like we did yesterday, Catherine, and answer the question. Can we be too angry for joy? And the answer is yes, absolutely. Um, anger, which I think we know stems from sadness and pain, is um, so it's a reflection of that. It's a reflection of ourselves and it steals our beauty and it steals our joy. But I also think there's a place for anger. And so I want to talk about that for a few minutes. And I will, I'm going to be a thousand percent transparent as I often do and say that last week, Sorrell thanked Catherine and I when we finished with the daily huddle because he said, you're so well planned. You always have something really well thought out and planned. And this morning I had something really well thought out and planned. And it was, um, I had done some research about some stories and some Buddhist fables about anger and how to, how those are affecting relationships, which is a big reason why we're here. And I was prepared with all that. And then this morning, at 8.20, my phone rang and um, something took place that makes me more angry than anything on this earth. And it was the doctors calling about Caroline. And so I would not be transparent if I didn't shift a little bit and explain my anger right now and um, what I'm going to attempt to do with it <laughs> to regain my joy. And I'm not there yet. So I'm, that's that's the super honest part. Um. My heart is racing because I'm so angry right now, and I'm going to share it with y'all. Caroline, as many of you know, has been had have, has been having seizures for over 18 years, on again, off again, on again, and um, over the past four to five months, the seizures are back, which is a huge interference into the little bit of quality life that I see that she has. And so we have decided to do something called deep brain stimulation. And we decided that through many months of testing and conversations and trips to her doctors in New York. And they finally agree after the final meeting, okay, you know, all the while I see my daughter continuing to seize. And they say, okay, we're going to do this procedure called deep brain stimulation. And it's something where you run this wire down through the center of your bread, your, your, your brain, and there's a generator in your heart. And you can turn up these electrical impulses, which could potentially help her to get off drugs, minimize her seizures, and improve her quality of life. The problem with going back to New York is Medicaid won't pick up what insurance doesn't pay. So we're talking thousands of dollars there, plus travel, plus no family support. So I said to the doctor in New York, if we can find someone local, 
then I'd rather do it here. And because it because of the cost and the upheaval, he's like, absolutely. He found the perfect doctor. I talked to the doctor yesterday and he said, we will, after, you know, this has been going on and on, right? All the while, my rage continues to spiral. And yesterday he called me and he said, we just want to capture seizures one more time. And I'm like, if this wasn't the daily huddle, I would be screaming out the F word. I'm like, <laughs> capturing seizures means backing off medicine, back in the hospital, delaying the procedure. But somehow he talked me into it. Then the hospital called me this morning, right before the daily huddle. The soonest that they can take Caroline is August the 7th. So she, her whole summer, we're going to continue to have seizures and have her be heartbroken. And this is the constant stream of my life where I realize. And so back to our question, can anger um, prevent joy? And it can. So I don't know if I have the answer, but I can tell you how I have dealt with this, which is a consistent theme in my life for 18 years. And when this journey first started, I started having this vision. I don't know where it came from, but I had this big bucket. It was actually a blue, big blue recycling bin, and it was in my driveway. And it was filled with these glass vases. And I would pick the vases up one by one and stand as if I was up to bat twist from my torso and throw the heavy vase against my brick wall of my home. And I would do this over and over and over again in my mind. And somehow that vision helps me to release that anger. And when we get out of this daily huddle, I will be doing that exercise again, because it's the only way that I know to let go of it and slowly slide back into joy. I don't feel joyful right now. I just don't. I'm so freaking mad. Here we go again, right? But I can't carry that around with me because what kind of mom would I be for Caroline? What kind of friend would I be to Catherine? What kind of wife would I be? But I have to find a way to let it flow through me. That's my little special way. And it's, it's not simple and it, it won't happen immediately. I won't bounce out of this chair in 45 minutes all aglow. I will call my husband. I'll scream through the phone at him and he'll take it. <laughs> a few things will take place. But I have learned that we can't carry it with us because that prevents us from being the person that we want to be. And as I was reading these Buddhist fables, I think the biggest message that I was reminded of is that the real enemy is the anger. So we all have times when we have anger, but we've got to find a way to just accept it. I used to just fight it off and now I let it, I let it be. I let, I just accept the fact that I am furious at who I don't know. I'm just so mad. So I changed the story, Catherine, because it's so, so timely. And after 18 years, I don't know that I'll ever not be angry about what happened to my little girl. I don't, I don't know. So help me, sister. <laughs> well, I think everything happens for a reason. And I do think it is timely. Um, I mean, my heart is breaking for you. And yet I'm watching you carry this in such a beautiful, graceful way. And just talking about it 
and watching you process it and then imagining that you've had 18 years of this and the amount of anger, the number of times you've had to release the anger and that you still show up here, beautiful, smiling and joyful most of the time. I know, I know you're angry <laughs> AF today. And it makes you human. You know, I don't think we'd be able to follow you and follow your stories of joy if you were just on cloud nine all the time because we couldn't relate to it, mm -hmm. you know. But I just think the one thing, I mean, I, it's hard for me not to go to the heartbreak because it just, my heart does break for you, is the processing of it. Okay. The question is, can we be too angry for joy? And the answer is yes. Okay, so what do we do now? And you're talking about healthy ways to let that anger move through you and to process that so that then you can go back to all the other things we've talked about and how to get into joy. Absolutely. But it, it is a process. I mean, it's, it, it's not like, oh, I'm just not going to let that. I'm just not going to let that bother me. It's just not that. I think that's partly the way my son found alcohol. And adrenaline rushes. He was not letting anything bother him. <laughs> well, I think you've been in stages of that too. You've talked about that, how fast you would move and how, you know, you would just, the cigarettes, the, you know, list, what is it, nicotine, listerine, and <laughs> caffeine, nicotine, and listerine. Yep. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that is moving fast so you don't feel, right? So you've had experience. I, we probably all have. I know that I have, where I just keep moving, go, 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 go. I don't want to feel anything or I numb, you know, mm -hmm. with food, sugar, alcohol, you know, whatever. And you're talking about actually being with the anger and not letting it take over, giving it healthy space, but also having boundaries for it. Like we're not living here. We're not hanging. We're not. You're not also fueling it. That's the other thing. I think sometimes we can fuel our own anger, spin around the same story or, you know, and keep going there and keep going there. And that will that will all we'll never get to joy in that way. So I just hear such healthy processing from you actually so I don't know if that's helpful but well, it is helpful and I think one of the points that I wanted to make before I got so distracted with my own mess um is those years when I think I was kind of living on I was living on an energy of anger like early on in Caroline's illness like I was just mad and I was a warrior and nothing could get in my way and I would get up early and run and then drink coffee and smoke cigarettes and get in the car and do my job and come home and cook. And I just was going 90 to nothing. And anger was fueling that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that I was alone in that. As a matter of fact, I have a very good friend who is so angry. He's so angry with um, his experience on this earth as a black man. And he talks to me about, he says, I don't, I don't think that I can even begin to think about being joyful like you. Like it's so foreign to him. And I think it's because he's become almost addicted to that energy of anger. It defines him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if he lets that leave his body, then he's got to look and say, who am I without that anger? Mm -hmm. And there must be a healthy way to drive our passion because, you know, anger is passion. Like my cousin, she's fighting for um, animal activism every day of her life, but she's had to find a way to not do it with anger and to do it with passion. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the spirit that I need to remind myself why I'm doing this because it's because of my love for Caroline, which does help to appease the anger. Because anger, according to Buddha, anger is the enemy. 
Well, and you're talking about harnessing that energy because we don't, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with any of the emotions. There's nothing wrong with rage. There's nothing wrong with sadness, anger, you know, any, any of that. Um, but you're talking about harnessing it, you know, letting it process through you and then also harnessing when you have it. How can I use this? Let this fuel me. And your cousin, how do I let that fuel me um, to get to a better place or to be where I want to be? Um, and I see Cece's hand up and I would love to hear what Cece has to say right now. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for your sharing. Good morning, everyone. Um, what I'm gathering from all this, because I have experienced some tra tragedies, trials, and um, many tribulations in my life that I was angry about. And I didn't want to walk around as a mad, black, angry woman. So I started counting it joy. It's comical. All the stuff, all the behaviors that I have, that have uh, come out of me as a result of these tests and, and, and trials and situations, I'm using it as material because I'm counting these testimonies as a growth process from dealing with trials and tribulations. What am I going to do? How did I grow from it? What did I learn? I learned that there's always somebody else in a worse predicament and the situation could have come out worse. And I can thank God for giving me a way out to look at the joy of it. Look at the experience of the good times and looking at uh, the, the comedy in it. It's all comical because it don't last forever. We're just temporary here. I'm just temporary on this earth. And so I look at it, well, let me figure out how to find something funny out of everything. Me acting the fool going off on somebody is not funny, but me talking about it counted all joy. So I'm looking at the joy of how beautiful your face is, how beautiful your personality is, how beautiful y'all came on this line on, on the daily huddle to share something authentic. And it's okay to be upset, but you're going to be laughing at it a couple of hours from now or less about something else that was joyful. Because the, at the end of the day, there's always a smile behind whatever situation shows up. So I hope this will um, give you an insight how I've had to change and grow towards enjoying life. Because today is what we have. We're not promised tomorrow. So I'm gonna find joy in today and in this moment. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Cece. You know, I love what you're saying, Cece. It's a shift in perspective. And, you know, again, it's not to push through too quickly to process it. But one of the ways that I do that, I had something happen over the weekend that got me angry, really, really mad. It was occupying too much of my brain. But the thing that helped was just what she said there at the end, that I love space. I love looking at the stars. I love talking to my son about it, the planets, all that, was thinking about that. We are a tiny speck. And somehow that thing that made me so angry that was so big seemed so small in that moment. And I thought, this is going to be over in a nanosecond. And that may not be the same for you, Tara, because your situation is different. And what made me angry is really isn't a big deal. You know, it is to my emotions and my ego. But other than that, it isn't. But I like what Cece's saying about finding different perspectives, whatever it is that might work at some time when you're ready to then say, OK, I see the. I see the joy in this, or I see the 
um, comedy in this. Yeah, the, the humor piece of it. Um, that's a great reminder. I'm not there yet for this particular yeah. moment of anger. But but as I look back, and I have a friend named Kathleen who has helped me to see comedy in so much of the shit show of life. And it is a huge release. Mm-hmm. It feels better than imagining those bases going up against brick walls. I can't laugh at it right now, but I know I'll get there mm-hmm. and laugh at what a fool I've been about being angry. And um, it is, it is good medicine. It's a great reminder. Thank you. Looks like Tom has something he wants to share or ask or say. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I, Tara, thanks for sharing. That's uh, obviously very genuine and, and, and through you giving us a view into where you are, there's so much more wisdom through this discussion. Um, I, I wanted to try to say back to you all just some things that I'm, I'm hearing because Catherine, what you were mentioning a minute or two ago about it being normal to be angry, especially right there when the event happens. There's, um, I think there's an aspect of giving yourself some grace, <laughs> like something has happened and, and I'm feeling that this is just wrong. <laughs> I don't know necessarily the why, but then through giving yourself that grace, it, it seems to take some of the edge off and then you can shift just a little bit. And then you've mentioned about healthy ways to process, maybe even setting some boundaries. And then it's further allowing to process the, the emotion. Humor is a great technique, like, like CC mentioned. Um, you know, some folks I think like to go deep and explore like, well, then what is going on here? But you have to have that initial release of that surge of, of anchor, but you can only do that if you let yourself do it and, and give yourself the grace of, Hey, that's normal. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you uh, agree with what I'm saying, but that's, that's what I'm hearing. It resonates with me. Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 what'd you say? I find it comforting what you said. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think normalizing it, really normalizing anything, especially we've talked a lot about being in our own heads and what's going on and just normalizing that, yeah, something just happened and I'm pissed about it. I'm mad. I feel this way, that way, the other way, because guess what? I'm human. And then talking about where we started with like, what are the, what next, right? You don't stay there. Then what next? When you're ready, like, and you don't have to be ready now. You don't have to be ready tomorrow. And then, and you know, until you start to realize this is not healthy. But yeah, I think I think that's why it's comforting to me too. It's like, yeah, I'm human. It happened. I'm bad. I deserve to be. I'm allowed to be. Yeah, and at some point when you're ready, there's an aspect of mindset as to, okay, I'm gonna keep choosing, you know, healthy ways to keep processing. And then and then at some point you'll be able to, you know, have the choice to I'm gonna start to seize joy and bring that more back into my life. That's great. Thank you, Tom. Chase. Um, Karen? Yes. Yeah. Um, I just like to say this, you know, we, we, um, we read not too long ago uh, on my platform, um, uh, the Motivation Readers Mastermind Network, Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within. And um, one of the things that he really, really said that stands out with me when I find myself in a, in a bad state is that there's two ways to change, there, there's two very, very powerful ways to change your state. One is to change your physiology. Now, you know, we can't go in and change our heart, but we can make our heart beat faster. faster. We can make it beat slower. So we can change our physiology, right? Mm -hmm. We change the position that we're sitting in. We stand up, we stand up, we sit up a wreck or something. 
we take a different stance. We change our physiology. And then the next thing we do is that we change our focus. And we change our focus by asking ourselves an empowering question. That's how we change our focus. So we change our physiology and then we change our focus. The focus change is by asking an empowering question. So when I find myself in states of mind that we, we get served by every state of mind that we have. When we're feeling angry, we, we like that anger for that moment because it served us. Energy. Yeah, it served us. We, we, it might be destructive but a while, but it's serving us. And that's why we're holding on to it for a mo- moment. So the question I like to ask myself is, first of all, I find myself in a state of mind that I know is not a good state of mind, but I might be enjoying it because I'm angry right now and I'm getting something out of that anger, right? But I ask myself, I change my, my, my physiology. I sit up straight and I get a more confident stance. Because like the anger is taking control of me. But when I put myself in a position where I get a, a more positive stance, physically, it's like I'm taking, okay, I'm standing up for this. Now I'm coming to attention. Now I'm going to take back control. Right? And then I ask myself, I'll say to myself, listen, I'm angry right now. I know I'm getting something out of this anger, but you know it's not good for you to stay there, Stan. So come on. So what are you going to do now to get back out of it? So that's the changing and focus of question for me. That's so I don't stand in too long. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. So good. Such a good reminder. So much good stuff today. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine, Tara, that all this would come out of your anger? I know. I mean, I will. What's, what's kind of frustrating me a little bit is usually like if, if, if there's a difficult experience in my life and then I have to go and speak or communicate or work, I just kind of put it on the shelf and deal with it later. Mm-hmm. And then I just take all my the energy from it and I give it back out as love. But today the topic was anger. So I, it was really kind of hard for me to like compartmentalize the anger and talk about anger and not like express right. it. So right, it right, right. In a strange, wild experience. So um, Chase, I see your hand up and your hat tipped grand day to you. <laughs> grand rising, grand sorry. Grand rising. Grand, no, no, you can do whatever you want with that. That's what's great about it. Um, first of all, I just always want to commend you on your bravery for bringing your 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 personal life into this call, and I and I think that number one, I I want to commend you because I believe the first step to um to to getting past anger is to be connected to joy, and we we are the joy in the situation. We will tell you what you need to move forward. Um, Stan brought up Awaken the Giant Within, which was literally my first personal development book when I was a junior high. I mean, um, in high, uh, uh, a junior in high school. And I remember what he was talking about. I still have the book with me right now. And um, what I wanted to say was like with your daughter, as far as like joy, I would say like find new ways to create joy with her that you haven't done thus far. Like, go fly a kite or go somewhere where she has to look up at some spectacular thing in the sky, like a a show of sorts, or bring her to a show with children. Like, all the things you've never done with her, make a list of those and do those. Therefore, you're rewiring her brain as well. Like, wow, we never did this before. This is great. Which takes her away from not any joy that she's had before, but it produces new joy. And... I think you're a spectacular woman and I think that you have all the tools in front of you 
to move to that other place and you are allowed to sorry to be in this place but right don't stay there and reach out for other people when you need them to lift you up and we're here for you so you're going to make it through this and uh we support you thank you and i'm gonna take your advice that is and Catherine has, in, in some different words, said the exact same thing to me. So two people whom I adore and respect. So it must be. So anyway, I think yeah. we, Laura has been waiting very patiently, but I'm going to write down what y'all are suggesting. So thank you. Um, yeah, thank you, Laura. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, gratitude. Thanks for this conversation of anger. I'm present to wow. The fact that anger can be power, can be a surge, can be passion. But this anger is what brought me to where I'm at today, to healing, to finding my true self, to the art of compassion and forgiveness. So, you know, sometimes I just say, look at a humor, humor it. Because without that surge and explosion of anger, uh, I would not be here talking to you all today. This is the anger that I stored up inside of me for years from being a child liberal and had no clue that I was even angry until that explosion. So thank you all. And I'm glad to be here. And did not allow that anger to take me to the bottom of the rabbit hole. Thank you all. Mm, beautiful. Such a great point. It's going to be part of our lives, but we can't, we can't allow it to control us, can we? Oh, wait. Wow. What a powerful conversation. And it's a beautiful example, of, yet again, of how vulnerability can bring connection and bring us all together. It's not necessarily a fun topic it's not something sometimes we even want to be near we don't want to feel that anger we just want to move past it and sometimes for me I don't even like hearing that anger of somebody I love because it puts me in a place but honestly just being honest and vulnerable and open to what's possible is just such a beautiful thing and really freeing so I thank you dear one for sharing um I do want to at least share one of the quotes that I pulled up for this day, maybe before I close us out. And um, so two things. The other is, the first is that several folks have said, thank you um, for sharing something that's personal in your life. And um, I do that intentionally, not to say that whatever I've been through or am going through or will go through is any more or less tragic than others. It's less tragic than many, but the, the, there is no, I don't think there's a scale for tragedy. We've all suffered. We all have grief. And I think there's power and connection by not always showing up with answers. And today I didn't have answers. I just had something for us to discuss. So I want to express gratitude and to say that the reason why I share so openly is to encourage it because I think it builds the most precious relationships. And to me, that's the essence of life. So before I close us out, I will at least give us 
a closing message from the late, beautiful, brilliant Thich Nhat Hanh, and this is what he says about anger. Try to get through this. Don't wait for things to change around you. Don't believe that shouting for 1,000 years will bring you relief. You have to practice liberating yourself. Then you will be equipped with the power of compassion and understanding, the only kind of power that can help transform an environment full of injustice and discrimination. Teeth not hung. And with that, I believe I will close us out with our seven tenets. At the Daily Huddle, we agree that the best way to kick off the day is to adhere to Patty Dabrowski's seven principles for having a happy body, sexy skin, a laughing spirit, and a rewarding life. Give. Give of your time, your full attention, and of your unique talents. Move. Move your body to keep it feeling energized and alive. Eat mostly plants. Plants are the purest fuel to help you reach your full potential each day. Sleep. Sleep is how the body repairs itself and readies us to give us our best every day. Stress less. According to John Perkins, stress is just a problem without a solution. Choose your solution and dismiss the stress. Laugh, laugh out loud. From your belly to your chest and with your head tossed back, you will fire up your endorphins and bring more energy to everyone around you. Love, most of all love. With your words, your thoughts, your actions, Power them with love and watch the way you experience life elevate to all it can be. We thank you for joining us on The Daily Huddle. We are a growing tribe of passionate professionals seeking to inspire a new generation of leaders. Until next time, go out and share your unique ability to impact the world. See you next time.